Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Collective Podcast. This is going to be episode 71 with one of my favorite artists, the animator, painter, art director, and all-around badass, Alberto Mielgo. Uh, he's an Emmy and Annie Award-winning art director for his work on the cartoon Tron Uprising. Uh, he's worked with Disney, Cartoon Network, Warner Brothers, PlayStation, Xbox, just to name a few. Uh, we discuss what we think it is to be creative and that, where that spirit comes from. We also discuss his intimate work with the adult film star Belladonna, which is really interesting, and his amazing, crazy journey through his career. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by our sponsorship, Squarespace. It's a create-your-own pro website service where you can create a portfolio or an online store. It's really just a great service that you can use to present yourself professionally. We actually discuss it in the podcast because Alberto's looking to make a website again, and I'm, I think I've sold him on the idea. So let's see what he comes up with. It's, it's a really great service. Uh, they have 24-hour support, which is awesome in case you have an issue. Um, check it out. There's a free trial and 10% off if you use the code TCP, as in the collective podcast. It's a great service. They're a supporter of the podcast. Big thank you to them. A massive thank you to Alberto for coming on and for his amazing work. Here comes episode 71, guys. Enjoy. Even reading um, some of your stuff on your blog, you, you just... I can tell you're just yourself. You don't give a shit. Like you like, uh, and I appreciate that because a lot of people I think are so concerned with being politically correct and not trying to hit, insult somebody, and that's that's fine. That's great. But I really appreciate when people are like, you know, just like making jokes or you know having fun. Like, right. Because life well, is supposed to be fun, right? You're supposed to enjoy it. So. Oh, absolutely, man. <laughs> Really? And these companies are ruining animation anyway, so... Oh, <laughs> oh man. Uh, it's true. <laughs> but I mean, all, all this is against my against my benefit, you know, but it's just like sometimes I cannot really keep myself in silence. Sure, and you shouldn't, you know, you should be yourself and be able to speak your mind because that's who you are. That's one thing I, I want, if anybody's listening that isn't familiar with your work, um, from what I understand, your career started you've been an artist for a long time a very good artist and you worked in advertisement right in the beginning uh yeah well i actually started uh working in animation in some studios in spain when mm. i was like 17 okay as a professional so sorry man there is this truck that is cleaning the streets right now fucking truck fucking it no it's true <laughs> And it's about to finish. There you go. That's how he cleaned the streets. Like, you know, like 50 miles per hour. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> Dude, tell him to get out and get a broom. Come on, nice. we have a, we have a yeah. podcast here. We have a podcast. Do it, do it properly. Yeah, do it old school. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so I started in this, this studio um, in Spain. And then and then I moved quickly into another. And then, and then I moved to London. And then I started working in commercials, yes. And the move to London was more just to, to focus yourself on your professional career? Was that more or less? Like no, I was basically uh, chasing a girl, to be honest. Mm -hmm. she, she moved to London, and then I was kind of uh, desperate and lonely when she moved. So I said, fuck, I'm going to go there too. And it oh. took me a month. 
was a little bit not too long. And then I started working in better things, to be honest. It was like a good, it was a really good, good um, idea. I moved into way much better projects and everything was very cool. I mean, I, I actually, actually, no, I mean, I, I, it was, I had ups and downs, you know, I was, I was also working in restaurants and shit like that uh, between productions because uh, what really happened is that I, I started working in DreamWorks in, a, in this animation film was called Simbad. And, and I was working as an animator because in my beginning I was an animator, a 2D animator. And, and I was working in this movie that was very complex and very realistic animation. Um, but it was very nice and it's the kind of animation that I used to like. And I learned a lot about, about animation and realistic animation. Um, and then what happened after this movie is that DreamWorks and Disney and and all the major companies they decide that they didn't want to do more 2D animation. So, yeah, it was a pain in the ass. So then I had to find my way of doing things. And and I remember some people. I was 22 at the time, and I was uh, uh, kind of like or 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 even less. I don't remember 21, 20. But um, I remember it was a very bad fall for me because, you know, when I was, when you are that young and you are an animator for, for DreamWorks, you are like, wow, my career is going to be fucking awesome. And then, and then your ego gets super big. And then, <laughs> and then after this movie, I have to start working in, you know, in a restaurant and, and, and I remember I was working also cleaning dishes in this uh, in this commissary for McLaren that it was huge. And oh I yeah, was, McLaren's huge, yeah. The car company, yeah, right? The car company. So imagine the commissary. You know how many people eat there. So yeah. I was cleaning the dishes there for a while. So uh, nothing against working on other things, you know. Like I'm I'm cool with that. But it, it, at that point, I was basically learning a lesson, which is like. In animation and in this business, it can always go wrong again. You know, you never know. Yeah, it's because it's all constantly changing. It's it's always as an infant, really. It feels like it's always an infant because there's so many new people that are coming to it, mm-hmm. and the creative energy is shit different from everybody. And it depends on how powerful each person is and how much they can sway the industry. You know. So it's yeah. like one person can go like, we can put this in the computer. Yeah, we can figure it out. And then they work with like, you know, a mathematician and, and put it all in the computer. Then everybody is like, oh, this looks so much better than cell animation. It's cheaper or whatever. And mm-hmm. whatever the excuses are, you know how it is with productions. It's like whatever is cheapest wins, you know, and somehow and, and, and not always, but most of the time. And, and that's usually where things seem to sway, you know, unfortunately. But that's just kind of how it is. But that's interesting. That's humbling because I wash dishes, too. So... Yeah, I mean nothing. I mean, uh, I, it's, it's it's something that I I personally hate. Like, <laughs> well, you don't a, like cleaning up after other people. Ah, no, dude. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. No, but I remember like I was having like a hard time because because I remember that they gave me a break 
and then they gave me some of the food that they have there and then the food was stinking like all the dishes that I was doing and I couldn't eat at all any, any of those days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember that exact same thing. Cause I used right? to, I used to work as a, as a, I got a job as a dishwasher, and then I slowly went to a busboy, and then I became a junior cook, prep cook, and then I actually became a final headline cook. And wow, uh, that's awesome! So you know how to cook? Yeah, <laughs> I, that, I actually used to know how to cook really well, and I love cooking. I love food. I'm getting back into it now, but. Working and doing that in a in a restaurant, I fucking hated cooking, man. <laughs> yeah, of course. It, like it killed it. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. destroyed that love, you know? Like, it destroyed that innocence. Once you see so much food being wasted or just bad food or just feeding yeah. people like they're pigs or something, it's gross, man. <laughs> but but now I'm at home. I'm, like, growing my own herbs and then just having the good food, feeding my family. Is, it feels good again. So back to that love, which I think was is a good is is really good with the art thing though you know i think it's it's the same kind of purity i look at cooking and, and f food and cooking and all that stuff as being the same or very similar as art you know oh it's another it's another um way of art for sure cooking cooking on on not only on on super high levels you know just like the most traditional uh levels where mothers or fathers are cooking for their kids and you know some of the dishes are so great and they put in so much love on it um i don't know if you've seen this movie called uh, uh what is it water for chocolate or something like yeah that? like water for chocolate yeah yes. a long time ago it's very it's very good film i remember loving it you remember when when they when the woman is cooking and crying because she's so depressed and then she trans transfer all this feeling to her food yeah and then people is eating and they just start crying <laughs> and they don't know why. That's so fucking beautiful. <laughs> it's very true though, you know, like I think it is because you can, you can, I mean, I, I guess not on that level, but you can really put so much uh, into f anything really. Um, and I think it's another form of expression. Yeah. And so if you, if you're really not, you know, if you're a very busy person, you don't have time, then you're going to eat a certain type of food. Usually that is lazy. You know, but mm -hmm. if you put time towards it and you feel like it's worth it, then you'll grow your own food and, and you'll and you'll you'll shop for the right thing and you have farmers market. And that's if you're obsessed, of course, right? That's extreme. But yeah. then you'll you really taste it. You know, at least that your mind tells you that it tastes. You taste it. You know, so no, no, it's true. And I'm, I'm talking about you. You know, you want to give advices to to students or to people that is, they're starting. Eating is eating well is so important in this career because um, most of us we're gonna spend like long hours sit down and sometimes yeah. I see this sometimes when I work with people I see them like taking this awful takeaways you know like <laughs> full of spices and stuff you know and it's like why they have to digest all this shit when they're working <laughs> during the afternoon you know yeah we just sit on our asses all day it's very oh, unhealthy our asses. exactly yeah. so we have to put a lot of care on food and also it's our fuel you know so depending on what we eat that's what we're gonna paint i mean for for sure that's very very important and we need to eat more healthy for everything but i mean since we are talking about art um i mean i have experienced myself in which i have like a very nice meal and then i go 
and then I start working and everything is fine or maybe I go out and I drink and I eat anything that is way stronger or you know and then you feel sleepy <laughs> or it's true yeah I know I get that all the time yeah I think it may be because I'm getting a little older though but I get like food coma like I get really tired after I oh, eat yeah. a big heavy meal and I'm that's just... why you need a siesta man <laughs> we do need a siesta dude I was just out in um, Barcelona yeah are, are you whereabouts in Spain are you from are you I'm for from, I'm, no I'm from Madrid Madrid, okay. So it's it's um you're just a little bit north, right? No, let's see. No, Madrid south. it's right in the center of the peninsula. Ah, okay, that's right. Yeah. And and I think um Barcelona's on the coast, this the southern coast, right? Yeah, in the north in the north south. North south, okay. I'm really bad at geography. I need to look at a map. But yeah, um it's, it's, I mean you don't have to know, you know. <laughs> Sometimes in Spain, people get pissed off if, if, if they don't know where is Barcelona. And it's like, yeah, where the fuck? Okay. And you point uh, Texas or do you know where is Oklahoma? You know, people get so pissed off when they don't know about their own countries. That's true. Well, I'm, I shit, care. America is fucking huge, man. I know, like, you I know. the comparison to Europe, it's, I didn't even realize it when I, I've been to uh, Berlin and I thought. Um, that was the first time I've been to Europe, and I thought that it was going to be a lot bigger. And I was like, shit, like, I could drive across Germany today. It's not that big. Like, I, I cannot drive from the bottom to California in a day, really. I don't know if it's possible. I guess it is. And California is huge. I, I think it takes, like, 18 hours or something, 16 yeah. hours, you know? It just depends. You know, once you hit L.A., it takes, like, 45 hours just to get through, like, three, 10 miles, and then, you know, you can go faster out of L.A. because <laughs> of fucking traffic. But, yeah. Yeah. But it was, um, there was, it was the coolest thing. Um, middle of the day, I'm walking around. I'm just enjoying myself, trying to relax a little bit. And then the siesta time comes, and I'm like, damn, like, I wanted to go and crawl into somebody's house and grab a bed and take a nap. Totally. <laughs> but I was totally. stuck on the street like an American, like, where's where's all this stuff? <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of like, it's, it's very stupid anyway that in Spain we do such a long siesta, and that obviously goes against our benefit. Sure. Because, as you say, you just... You were just looking to crawl some stuff, you know, you were just looking, you know, like when tourists come to Spain, um, um, two to five is the most precious time, you know, where you can do things, you can go to the bank, you can go shopping, you can do stuff. And then in Spain, we decide that between two to five, we close. <laughs> it's so funny. It's, it's a very, fun, yeah, stupid. it is. It, I mean, it's counterproductive when it comes to consumerism and all that kind of stuff. So it's just... Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've, I I love it, but uh, when I I love it, uh, when I go there, I understand why we are kind of like in such a bad um, economic situation. I mean, I think that that will help, but at the same time, it's like, well, look, we don't give a fuck. It's kind of like, in from a romantic point of view, it's beautiful that we do that. From a practical point of view because we live in this system and this in, in this economy is is ridiculous yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's kind of interesting and there's um the the i was i was really observing everything i was just curious about it because it's so different from america obviously in <laughs> some ways i love it because the art and the culture is is so important there and and it and and and, and i love america i'm, I'm american but the, it, it's very much lacking here um 
the progression of just getting something done and and consumerism and competitiveness i think really ruins the life quality i think and i noticed that there's a really nice life quality there like uh i had a chance to um have like a, a lunch like a family lunch um with a crew that was doing the coloring for the short film i was working on uh -huh. and uh, it was just so fucking awesome man we were sitting up in the in the hills of barcelona and and we're up on top of this building there's like a little pool and we were just having like the best food and sitting like a family and everybody stopped working and we were just enjoying one another's company it was just uh, very special you know and in america it's like yeah you know go to the vending machine and just shut up put your headphones on yeah. it's not always like that and i don't want to be so cynical but no i think it's i think that this is is i think that can be cynical yeah i mean i think to be honest in 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 spain it's not as perfect and we are not sure. as cultural uh, culturalized <laughs> and and we don't have such an interest in culture as you may think i mean we have a, a beautiful past of art we have a beautiful past of writers and painters but uh, right tyranny, now tyranny too <laughs> yeah but right now we are going through a very bad time i think in terms of of arts, I think that uh, America is way bigger in arts. I think that any country now, like uh, UK, France, Germany, um, they 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 have a, a a way better background, and they are way more in advance than than, than Spain on arts. Even though I'm, I'm, I I think that Spain always have like incredible talent, and there is a lot of incredible people working there but the problem is that they don't pay us shit you know so <laughs> yeah. so we decide to leave the country or then or then we have to work in something else you know there is a lot of incredible talented people in spain that they are fucking struggling you know yeah either because they are scared of leaving the country or because they don't have the opportunity but um but uh, they really struggle and they cannot even 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 if they are so talented, they cannot even practice because they have to work in something that is not art related, you know. So yeah. so that's really a bad situation, and I feel very bad because I have like, I mean, when I was working in Spain, I was working with very talented people, and then uh, sometimes when I go back to Spain, I, I meet with them, and some of them are working, some others are not working anymore in arts and, and, and it's this is like very heartbreaking, you know, because sure. because you 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 just see like wow this person he or she was my mentor and now and now is is no longer working in the business. So it's like fuck I'm I've encountered that here too though. <clears throat> really, so, eh? Yeah, yeah. I think it's just about people, you know. I think mm -hmm. when I look at your work and, and I and I've listened to some interviews uh with you and stuff, I think you're you're just you have a lot of energy, you have a you have a lot of passion and, and I think that just comes through, you know? Like you went from across the world and you came over here and then you just kicked ass, you know, and then I I think that's just a personality thing too. I mean, of course, you have to have the talent, but you also have to be able to communicate and be on time and 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 articulate yourself. And if you're going to work with a company as big as like Disney, for example, then you have to be able to uh, communicate and all that stuff. So it's a many. I think it's many things, you know. But I know that feeling. It breaks my heart too because it's like, damn, you know, like, well, you know, like, why can't we all just do like have a good career, you know? Because art is so 
is so special when we know it is special to that person and it, it kills to know that they're not able to do it you know yeah totally it's awful it is it's a real bummer but at the same time it's just kind of how it works and i think for for me i just take it as a example to be thankful that i'm able to do it you know it just reminds me to be thankful so sometimes i complain I'd, i'll be a bitch about stuff you know like, oh it's, it's not perfect you know and then, <laughs> and yeah. then i realize ah you know like it could be a lot worse and i'm just i should just be thankful for for being the person that i am able to be and every day waking up and being able to create and it's a powerful thing to be able to have that you know so but <clears throat> yeah i think that you're the, the technologically uh, in america is is very powerful like um you know, Northern California is, is just like, a, it's the center of technology, really is. It's, there's a lot of amazing technology around the world, but um, the ideas and the freedom of ideas. And I think what you, I think you said it perfectly, and this is just my guess, is that America is so big and we have such a big commerce around the world and internally that if you want to do something as unique and specialized as being an artist, you can come here and make a living off of it if you're good, because mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a business for it, you know? Yeah, totally. I mean, and I, I think that you are way more open to grow than we are, for example, in Europe in general. I mean, Europe is, is very competitive, but I think that sometimes the competition there is in a bad, it doesn't mean the same as here, you know. I think that in Europe people step on you and they <laughs> climb on top of you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know that this happened oh, yeah. here as well, but I... I I'm in my experience as a foreigner, which comes here and, and is able to make a living, um, when when I was in my country, I was very much struggling. Or you know, when I was in Europe, in in UK, it's like you have to you have to knock in that door again, and then you work, and then you have to leave the room again, and then after the job, you have to knock in that door again. You know, it's like you have to constantly prove what you are doing and you have to constantly prove that you are good. While, while here, I feel that there is more trust. I feel that they, oh, wow, this guy is good. Let's bring him here. Yeah. Let's pay him. And, and, and you know, because I think that um, for some reason it feels that they don't care here, they don't care too much where you come from as long as you do a good job, you know, and, and, that's, and that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, there's... You know, like we just mentioned, there's there's ups and downs and pluses minuses to both things, and yeah, absolutely. I think that's definitely it. I, and I think that's probably due to just the surface level of what can you provide, you know. And and if you're not a dipshit, then you can do you can be successful. It it doesn't take much, I think, in America to be successful. I think I mean it, it takes obviously lots of work and energy, but deep down, it doesn't take a ton to be very successful here. You could, and if you're able to see opportunity and, and use it, I think that you can be really great here. But it's just a matter of how hard you're willing to work and stuff, I think, you know. Yeah, totally. I mean, if you work hard and you have initiative and you have imagination and you are able to put things in, a, in, in, in paper, for example, I, I mean, America is very, is very willing to pay you. Um, and you also have to understand that you guys... You Americans are on the top of the change, you know. So wherever you go, because you are Americans, you're gonna have a lot of doors open, you know. Like uh, for an Spanish person, it's not always like that, you know. Especially when you go around Europe, uh, sometimes Spanish people they are not so welcome. 
Huh, that's interesting. It is interesting, yeah. I guess it's just human nature, you know? Like, because there's there's that kind of shit even in neighborhoods here in in, in America, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> but I think it's just human nature, and I think it's just like a weird, interesting thing if you really think about it, how interesting humans are and the way we communicate and trust and, and acknowledgement and all that kind of stuff. It really breaks down to just really interesting conversation. And, and I think deep down... Um, you, we should all try to just be more helpful or open to possibilities, you know, internally. And that's that's another reason why we have the podcast, too, is just to help with that, like plant yeah. that seed of openness, you know, like plant plant the possibility of not being a dickhead, you know, like you don't need to be, yeah. you really don't. And it just makes everything else worse for everybody else, you know, like unless somebody's being horrible, but, you know, like that's very rare. Most of the time people are just trying to, to be to, to to live, you know, and yeah, <laughs> there's no need to be, you know, trying to kill one another, you know. So no, and that is is always against your own benefit. Is again, you know, if you're trying to be a dickhead, then you're gonna be treated as a dickhead. Yeah, self fulfilling, very much so. Yeah, mm. but sorry, we're getting all into politics and stuff. So <laughs> no, no, never politics. Fuck that. Yeah, yeah, because well, it's it's a never ending conversation, really, because you can never you can never articulately explain what a human is. You just can't. And a human body, like a body of humans, ah, it's very complicated. It's not easy. It's not easy to explain it. I don't think you know. Um, oh, but it, but it's it's true to it's 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 good to know all these things, especially since you say that this is very much, um, uh, this is very much for kind of like people that is starting, or maybe for professionals that are there. It's, it's, it's good that they listen to some other opinions about how to behave or, or you know, what to do in this, in this profession because I think it's, I think it's as important as you are talented or as important is as, as you do a good job uh, is is also the other, you know, it's also that you have to respect the people and you have to work hard and it's like, you know, it's 50% is work and the other 50% is is how do you behave as a human being. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I even have instances where there's people that are just hard to work with and and it, word gets around, man. And if you're if you're a jerk, nobody's gonna work with you. You eventually, you're not gonna be able to work with anybody until you, until you become better, until you become a better human being. Because yeah, you know, if, especially when you talk about working in a studio, nobody wants to have a shithead person. I would rather take a a, a person that's like on a C level that has to that I need to help work better, yeah, um, than a than a jerk. You know, like because it's so much energy. I can make somebody better. I think I can make that. I can help them see their potential, but I cannot change somebody's outlook yeah. and personality. That's very challenging to do. So yeah, absolutely. I think being just being a good person in general, like thinking to yourself, is this something that an asshole would do? And then just don't do that. <laughs> yeah. And to be honest, I mean, I'm very much sure. I'm very sure that an asshole is never a good artist. <laughs> and I'm very sure that behind a very incredible artist, there is always a good guy or a good girl because because it, it cannot happen. Like I I can I cannot believe that a jerk is gonna do a good job. Yeah. Like seriously, like technically, I don't think that he's good. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And I think it's just because they, if you're like that, you, then you haven't built up that ability. Um, 
to have that master level. Every artist that I know that's really amazing is is an is an amazing person. I like I just love them because they're just a great person. And um and that's I think you're hitting it perfectly. I think a great artist is also a great person because their art becomes themselves, you know, like they're they be, they manifest into themselves, you know, like totally. art, like artists even that I have never met, like uh like Mobius, like I've heard he's just such a fantastic person, like a very interesting curious childlike person oh i'm sure i mean and obviously you may have another impression because that's because how they express themselves in media you know like sometimes sure. sometimes they're like very incredible artists that they are on media all the time and maybe maybe they are not because we are humans and maybe they are not perfect in every interview or whatever and then people start judging them <laughs> but do you know about like the whole thing with like frank miller for example have you heard about all that stuff no what happened well i this is a this has been a kind of conversation i've been having on and on with some friends of mine but um so if, you know frank miller obviously yeah yeah right? of course yeah his work is just phenomenal i mean mm -hmm. you're you're into comics and stuff as well I'm into comics, like it's, that's that's my thing. Like that's how I started in this business. Yeah, same for me. I freaking love comics, and and Frank Miller's comics have been some of the pivotal, most yeah. important things in my career. Just I can see me. that. I can see that. In fact. Oh, okay, perfect. Well, that's good because yeah, I'm trying to to carry that inspiration on forward, you know. And but anyways, uh, he he was speaking his mind. He has very strong opinions. You can feel it in his writing. Uh, you can feel it in his work because his work his work has blood and it has it has power, and okay. and his writing has it. You know that he he made Batman a good character. You know he made he took him from the silly guy or even uh, Daredevil. You know he like, he gave Daredevil like balls. You know he gave him power, yeah. and um, that comes from somewhere, right? It has to, and so he's he he had like a blog and 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 he he had this very powerful, very opinionated. Uh, outlook on um um the whole wall street thing the um occupy wall street event uh -huh. you know? and he was just basically saying like you know fuck off you hippies like go get a job like being very cynical you know wow. and and people hated it they really got super upset there was like thousands and thousands of comments on it and then he made a book called holy terror which i own that as well and it's about like killing al-qaeda and shit it's super fucked up like it's kind of like jesus so what happened i think is um there's many things and i did a lot of research and reading up on it and stuff but deep down i and we're talking about artists and and, and being in the spotlight and being themselves and 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 i look at you as and when i read your blog posts and you're saying oh fuck disney or like you know you're making jokes but at the same time you're 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 being honest about what you feel mm -hmm. and so and and i appreciate that because and it's the same thing with Frank Miller. Even if you don't agree with him, it's him. He's being himself, you know. And you're not supposed to love him if you don't like. You're not. It's not everybody. He's not supposed to fit the mold of what you want him to be. Totally. You know. And so, and and for me, I appreciate that. Even if it's not something that I agree with, I appreciate that he's he's a professional. He's he's in the spotlight, and he goes, "Fuck it, this is me." You know, I don't give a shit. Like this is what I feel. This is me, like in the ocean of art, in the ocean of per people. Like this is my splash. Yeah. And I and I appreciate that because not enough people I think speak their mind about what it is that they have an opinion about, and 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 it might not be articulate or, or proper or whatever, and that's that's just what it is. But 
Um, it was interesting. If you get a chance, you should read it. It's really, it's, it's, it's only like a couple paragraphs, but it was really bold and very strong, and it's very, it's got some very off-putting things. But at the same time, that's just him being himself, you know. And he, he's, he's a New Yorker, you know. And he, he when, when 9/11 happened, that, that shit sucked, you know. Yeah. And he took all that hatred and anger, and he turned it. He uses as, as he always communicates through his art, you know. What do yeah. you expect? You know, you think he's gonna just keep drawing like Batman and shit? Fuck no. <laughs> yeah. You know? If he's really, if he's really uh, psychologically affected by that trauma, he's gonna relate it through his art. You know. So, it's just a very interesting thing. But I appreciate that with you as well and your outlook on like, because I have similar outlooks on on Disney because I've I've actually worked with them and they're such a big, massive company. It's scary how big they are. Yeah. Um, and it's, and it's, it's just a group of people really, if you think about it, but it's just about like what there's decisions that they're making, you know, and, um, whether they're good for the artist community and, you know, well, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. The, the, the best artists work in Disney, you know, like uh, there, there's incredible talent working in this huge Disney and, 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 and. Or Pixar, I I even fear Pixar more than Disney. You know? <laughs> but um, how so? Because their models, you know, it's like everything is so family friendly and 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 so dangerous. You know, everything is so educational. You know, and and there is so much morals in those movies that is 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 scary. And also because they actually they they were the the first ones that they really ruined the first the the thing you know like <laughs> well in a in a way that the the, the, the cell animation the yeah, hand drawn animation yeah and they were so successful that all of a sudden everything looks like like what they do you know and yeah they're and still really big fans though like John Lasseter comes from cell animation and stuff and have you ever watched the Pixar story the film. The Pixar story, no. yeah, it's really great. I think you would really like it. Um, it's, I'm check it out. It's a really wonderful documentary about how Pixar was started, and I think it. Oh. I think if you haven't seen it, if you, it's really great. It paints a great picture as to how that company became itself, because um, it's it was a lot of hard work, a lot of really interesting things happened, and, and things kind of moved and shifted into place, and um, yeah. But it's just really interesting because they're they they were really affected by the idea that their impact on animation was killing hand-drawn animation. It was really killing them. They didn't, like the original creators at least, you know, um, it was upsetting them that they were a part of that. But that was just their medium of expression, you know. And don't get me wrong, like hand animation is a pain in the ass, you know, like <laughs> it's something that is meant to be disappear. Like, um, I mean, there is still the wish we should we and we could do uh, films uh, like 2D films, it would be so nice. But you know, our eye now is so used to the perfection of 3D that when you go to hand animation, it really screams for the majority of the audience. But um, it's, I mean, I'm not what I'm saying about Pixar, I really admire what they did in a way. Like, I really think that it was very brilliant and very brave. What I really don't like is how everybody becomes this fucking monkey that they just try to copy <laughs> and copy and copy. Yeah. And, and well, that's imagine, not Pixar's fault. That's just people being monkeys. It's people. Yeah, it's people. <laughs> and, and, and Pixar and 
and Disney and, and DreamWorks, they have so much money that they can hire the best writers, you know, like uh, there is no way that we can compete against them, you know. Yeah. And, and what pisses me off about them is that they are not brave in, in decisions, you know. It's like yeah. they always, they're still safe, you know. If I have that money, if I have those resources, I will be doing such a fucking incredible different things that all of a sudden people will love animation in a different level. But yeah. they are safe. They are always safe and they are scared of doing things <laughs> and they're scared of losing money. And that pissed me off. That's what I don't like about Pixar, Disney. Well, and any any studios like that, you know, even film studios, it's it's because it is such a, uh, a loss of, of, of uh, it's such a risk, right? They look at it as a business risk. They're fucking boozies, man. They are really like cowards. <laughs> it's true. And the, you know what's the main problem? The main problem is that the people that made the decisions, they live in fucking Beverly Hills. Yeah, exactly. They know what's going on in the world. Like yeah. they don't. They don't know what, what what is the music now. They don't know what is happening there. They, they don't know even you know what drugs people is taking nowadays. They don't they don't know what's happening out there. They are just these guys that they don't speak with anybody. They just go to this meeting and they just make decisions based in whatever milk or or bread they had that morning. You know, it's not, <laughs> it's not even based in a real yeah, in a, a real. Um, judgment of okay uh i think that the majority of the people like these kind of things or wow i think that the tendency now is going that way or fashion is going this way or music is going this way it's like they, they don't how have about we clue. push it this way you know how about we make our own way yeah it's a little bit of a bubble right and it's a self-fulfilling like cycle of just uh that's why a lot of it is just so lifeless i think you know and yeah. Uh, the, you know, like I, I, I was um, just watching The Lion King with my daughter the other day, and and I, and I, one of my favorite animations ever is Alice in Wonderland, and I was thinking to myself, mm. like, what a really brilliant piece of animation, and you could really tell when Walt was around. You could tell the energy, um, the uh, the amount of craftsmanship in the work, and the level of importance on the craftsmanship of the work was really so strong back then, and. And then you look at it now, and it's obviously the craftsmanship is just brilliant, and it's just gorgeous, and it's really strong animation. But yeah, there's this there's this feeling, you know. And I think it could possibly be that I'm obviously getting older, and I'm looking at it. But there are still things that I admire about the older animations. But of course, man, they were brave. They yes, were like, yeah. I mean, compare the designs of a Sleeping Beauty. Uh, 100 Dalmatians or, 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 or Alice in Wonderland with the movies that these guys, they've been doing for already, well, 10 years or 12 or 15 years. It's like, it's, it's just, it's just adding an, another level to the same thing that they've been doing for, for, for years. Sure. Like I was watching the other day, this trailer of one of the latest movies that Disney is doing and it's like fucking hell is again the same fucking <laughs> shit. And it's not and it's not only that. I mean it looks incredible. It looks like oh my god, these guys they are putting so much love on it. But sure. it's like I don't see any fucking new thing on it. It's like yeah. the same characters. Is is Dragons Dreamworks movie is the same characters. It's yeah. the same thing. But with with this kind of uh, um, San Francisco future I mean I don't know what they are trying to do there. But but it's 
you can stylize everything way more. I mean, animation gives you that option. The why freedom. don't Why don't use it? You know, it's like it's, it pisses me off. It pisses me off. That's what I really admired about like. Um, uh, I'm drawing a blank now. The Edward Scissorhand director, Tim Burton. Oh yeah. I really love that, and I was thinking about it myself the other day um, because I'm I'm working on my own style as a person. Just and it, you know how your style just finds you, and it's just it finds yourself through time and. And I was really thinking about like Tim Burton's career and the little bit that I know of it, and I just really admired that he wasn't—he didn't want to try and draw like any of the other guys necessarily. He realized that he just maybe he couldn't or he didn't feel like he had to, and then so he just stuck with his own style and kept working at it. Whether nine times out of ten people hated it because it wasn't like anything else, that one person took a risk on him and built, and then he built his style and career off of it. And you know, that's what's so cool, like Night, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Like, there's no other film like it. No, you know? there is. True. And it, huh? No, no, it's true. You're completely yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that I admire I admire that in, in an artist, and I, and I try to make sure that I remember that myself and remember that I can't be anybody else. I just have to be myself. And, and even like a, a quote that I recently mentioned to somebody about originality and, and being yourself is, is from Frank Frazetta and he said that why be a second rate Frazetta when you can be a first rate you because so many people were copying him, you know? Fuck, how cool is that shit? It's fucking great, man. I love that shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he was a perfect quote because there were so many people that were inspired by him. Yeah. And that's great, right? You want to inspire other artists to create, but you want them to create on their own level. When you want them to discover themselves by having the balls to jump into their own their own creation and be themselves, you know. I remember when I first saw your work, I was like, "How the fuck is he doing this?" Like, um, because there was a photo image, there was a photo quality to your work, so I knew you were using photos as your reference. But the way that you distorted them, and the way that you put the paint together, it was very traditional. But there was this cleanliness of digital. And so I, I, I kind of summed up the idea that when you did it, I just figured that you spent so much time. <laughs> you must have sp spent so much time. I'm just guessing because there's so much richness to it. Like you take a digital thing and you bring it to um, the painter feel, but that also has that photo quality. So you have all three spectrums. Right. It's fucking cool, man. Thank you. I don't know what to say. You don't Do say anything. Say you just <laughs> no. You just you just say that's all you gotta say, man. That's yeah. I have a hard time taking compliments, so I understand. So yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. I think compliments are weird for me. I don't know if they are for you, but they're weird for me because I'm not who I want to be yet you know uh -huh. and if i get a compliment if i acknowledge that compliment i'm acknowledging that the level that i'm at is okay and i go no it's not like i'm not <laughs> i'm not good enough yet you know so that's a good point man that's a good point never thought about it i don't know why yeah for me it's very uncomfortable <laughs> about, a lot to talk about about what i do in a positive way i mean obviously it's like ego full feeling you know like inside you feel like mm, that's cool that's cool but it's, it's very weird to answer back, you know, it's like, wow, you never have enough words to, or not enough words, that you don't have, you don't have words to, yeah. to answer, basically. <laughs> and I think it might be coming from that, at least that's what it is when I, when I really study about wh why I feel so awkward when I get yeah. a compliment, it's usually because, because that's not me, that's me 
if somebody compliments a piece of work that's like 10 years old, I said, that's me, like 10 years old. That's that's 10 years behold, like behind me. You yeah, know? you're right. And my mind, I'm always 10 years ahead. And I'm always frustrated right there in the middle because I'm not that person 10 years away. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. At least that's how it is for me, though. And I, <laughs> it sounds and, very interesting. I think that that's happening to me, too. <laughs> it's, it's the struggle of an artist, and that's what I, my wife is, not, is, is, is. She's opposite as far as creation. She's very smart, and she's logistical and stuff. So she uh-huh. she's perfectly balances me out. So she can, she can remind me that it's not just about that. It's not just about the art. It's not about these things. And But it's challenging for me to explain, like, why I stay up to four or five in the morning just like pushing pixels around or drawing or you know like looking at things um yeah and i think that it really comes from that desire to want to be the person that i've always wanted to be that i just don't know you know do you feel the same way you have that same kind of thing yeah totally i mean i think that um, i mean i think as an artist we are always frustrated somehow because uh because I mean I don't know I, I know that there are a lot of artists that they are like extremely successful and maybe they are really happy with what they do but uh, I don't know in my case I go through different uh, times in which in which I don't know if what I'm doing is right even if I'm even you know like sometimes you just receive some negativity from people and then you start questioning the whole thing you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, um, you know, like, especially in my personal paintings, you know, like, uh, sometimes if a, if a girl comes home, um, maybe she can be either um, attracted by the art or either completely pulled away by the art, you know. And it's, mm-hmm. it's basically because it's a lot of nudity and my subjects sometimes are not there. The, the right one for, for many people and then you start like, oh my God, what happened? Am I doing this correct? Is this is this really what I want to do? Is this just because I want to create or, an image of myself? Well, well, why we choose the subjects that we choose for painting? You know, is is what is the real reason behind? Yeah, yeah, that's, and I think, uh, we, I look at us psychologically as mirrors of one another and that brings me to another thing which I find to be awesome and I think it was happening I, I'm guessing I think the time's probably off but I, and I love that you do personal work and, and 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 I think it's so odd how weird people are in America about nudity you yeah can, you can have people fucking shooting people's heads off and you can go play video games you kill a million people but you show fucking titty people lose their shit it's like get over yourselves you know like it's a fucking beautiful human form you know oh my god it's amazing i yeah i I, i've had so many difficulties with that especially with like social stuff it's like dude it's a fucking female form like it's beautiful this is where we come from it's from the female form it's amazing like yeah it's ridiculous enjoy it and in in in, 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 a penis i mean if you put a penis you are completely fine that's gross dude that's (laughs) yeah no that's true it's very true I think in America, I guess people are worried about getting boners or something. I don't know. More bo- more worried about getting boners than seeing right. violence. I don't know what the deal is. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe they are all, like, uh, <laughs> fantasizing about it. Yes, I mean, there is an example. is this TV series that they were promoting uh, a couple of months ago. And it was 
this eye, you know, it was like a like a close up of an eye, and then it was like a worm coming out of an eye, and it was very bloody. I don't know if you remember. Mm-mm. What was the show called? I don't have a clue. I mean, it's, it, <laughs> it turned me so off. Oh. I wanted to forget about it forever. <laughs> and it was such an ugly shit. Like, and it was everywhere, everywhere in the city, you know. <laughs> And it was like an eye, it was like a close-up of an eye, and it was a worm coming out of the eye. And the eye was all bloody, it was a hole in the eye, you know? And, <laughs> and it there... was in front of a restaurant. Like, I remember I was sitting at the fucking shit was in front of a restaurant. And then recently, I was doing a, um, a job for a video clip. They contacted me just to repurpose the image of, of these two artists from, from Sweden. And... Um, and then they were asking me, okay, so what is shocking for a female of the 21st century? And then I was like, what is shocking for female of the 21st century? Because they want me to do an image on top of their image, you know, that it was in a huge billboard that, funny enough, a month ago, this billboard, I remember it was that fucking eye with a worm. You know? <laughs> So I say, okay, what I can do? Because it's the best opportunity for me to do something interesting here. So obviously it has to be nudity, but it's kind of like, it has to be like, I mean, shocking for female in the 21st century is not really... Pube hairs. Pubic hair! You got it! Exactly. Pubic hair and fucking armpits hair. Oh, I do you do it. So I wanted to do it, and then I pitched the whole thing to them, and I told them, look, like a month ago, um, there was this, this, this awful commercial with a worm in an eye, blah, blah, blah. And I told them my idea, and I showed them a, a painting of a woman with her legs open, but still she has the, the, the panties, and through the fucking, um, how do you call this thing, like a... Um, the lace? Tangerie, right? Through yeah. the, how you call this thing? Like the, what is it? What are you trying to say? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> the vagina? What? No, the vagina. No, you dirty <laughs> bastards. <laughs> Dude, no, the, don't get uncomfortable here. <laughs> Look at you. How, you call, how do you call the clothes that we put underneath? This is yeah, underwear. 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 Ah, oh, there we go. Perfect. <laughs> And panties yeah where you can see a little bit of pubic hair yeah and then she also has the arm like she, you can see the armpit so i was putting a lot of pubic hair man <laughs> the reaction was so bad <laughs> like no there's no way we can do this blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and they didn't understood the, the the point you know it was almost like it, it was almost fighting against that awful image that i saw a month ago you know Sure, sure. Is that the Samsung thing with the pix- the um, the Pinkman thing that you're doing? The animation of the chick walking. Oh no, no, no! This is something. Man, you've been pushing that pubic hair for a while now, huh? <laughs> man, you know what happened? It's Needs like, more pubic hair. <laughs> dude, pubic hair is, is is disappearing. You know, like girls are getting laser there. Are they fucking crazy? Yeah. And it's not like I, I mean, I love um, um, I love. Uh, any kind of version, you know, like Brazilian, <laughs> like nothing at all. Sure. Yeah. But uh, I remember I was watching at the time this movie called Cat People. Mm. And, and then Natasha Kinski appears nude. And then the camera 
the camera goes all over her body and all of a sudden when when it goes into the crotch area she has this huge massive uh, <laughs> like like bunch of pubic hair and i was so shocked i was like damn this has been ages that i don't see that you know? yeah and it's disappearing there, there are fetishes and a friend of mine he's really into the pubic hair thing it's really funny and he has like a website that he likes that has just like the <laughs> The oh, really? care porn. Yeah. It, it's it's just funny uh <laughs> i think i think it's i think it's great i mean it's not like i am i mean people think that i'm a, that for me it's a fetish for me it's more like a joke you yeah, know yeah i i get it's that also, it's also like i think it's very it's very sexist you know i think that it's very much against women uh because because i remember how long it took me to convince my my girlfriend to to shave for the first to say for the first time you know and and it was basically for my own enjoyment <laughs> it's not for her because when they go there man they they fucking rip them off you know it's like they 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 tear that fucking hair away you know like it that's painful yeah super they painful have, and they they have to hold their own skin and they scream like shit you know yeah. just to just to to please us well, let me see. Totally worth it. <laughs> and at the end, it turns that they like it more because all the underwear looks fantastic without, without <laughs> that hair. But it's, 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 I think it's very much like, come on, it's, it's hurting you. You don't have to, you know. It sure. Looks, it looks good as well. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's um, also the porn industry, you know. Like that's what's going to be cool because I want to talk about the Belladonna because I love that whole oh. thing that you've done and and the whole the the I think the porn industry and, and what porn has done for the act of sexuality within humanity is very interesting. Where you turn it and you turn a really beautiful thing into this really interesting kind of consumption, you know, like this. And I thought that was so special to um, for those of you that are listening that don't know who Belladonna is. She's a um, a female porn star. Um, she does. She's really intense. She has like really intense sex scenes where she likes her like partner to kind of be very rough with her and just very, very interesting, um, interesting stuff. And and I thought it was really cool and interesting of you to find this innocence and portray it. And the video that went along with it, I just thought was so. It was so precious. It was so special, and it was very unique, and it, and it said a lot for me as to what you value as an artist. And I thought it was very interesting. Um, but I was just I was giggling to myself because I was like, man, I think he might be working at Disney still. I was like, man, this guy is the fucking best. <laughs> this is so great. <laughs> and I was it. actually I was working at Disney <laughs> at the at the time, and <laughs> I never thought about the consequences. And the consequences they could be like, hey, you have to take this out of the, of the, of the internet. And I will I will obviously answer like they don't have the right to say that to me. Sure. But um, but they were great, man. That's I mean, awesome. To be honest, I always talk shit about about Disney, but but believe me, like in the time that I was there, I was treated as a king and they yeah. trust me and they believe in what I was doing. So I mean my my why I'm saying this about Disney as I say before is because I think that they are not brave enough in the way that I would like to, you know. But it's it's not their it's not it's, this is not the company that should do this, you know. Disney is not the company that should be brave and take the decisions that I would like other companies to take, you know. 
Sure. Uh, but yeah, they were good, and 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 some of the big people there, they show the video, and they, I think that is is. It would be very stupid if they care, you know. Is I, I didn't do anything wrong there, and and in fact, yeah, I mean, the the why why I I decided to do this portrait of her in, instead of the easy choice of, of <laughs> portrait her or introducing whatever into her into her whatever <laughs> you know perfect articulation I, yeah sorry <laughs> i i de- i decided to to portrait what i had in front of me and what i had in front of me is this woman that is incredible i love her i love her so much we are very good friends um and i was not expecting to see that that she she was such a such a sweet person, you know. She she was so naive and so cool when she came here and we were talking, and and then since then since then we we keep we keep talking and and meeting and and she's almost like my, you know, like I told her a lot of stuff of my of my intimacy, you know, like um, in my intimacy, I mean my relationships or or we talk about or we talk about completely different stuff as well you know but she's she's obviously a very sexual person or at least she was way more when i met her now now she's changing because you know that she's retired now from porn yeah uh, well, I didn't know that, but yeah, it would make sense because you can only do that stuff for so long, especially at the level that she was doing, which is like incredibly intense stuff. It was intense, and at some point, she was a director as well, and she had sure. a company. Yeah. Um, and I think that she did very well. But um, yes, she was like an extremely sexual person, and she could talk about the most incredible stuff, you know, and you sure. were like, oh my goodness. And then, but then she could give you the most beautiful advice for. For a woman, you know, mm. like, like she was, I think that she was very romantic as well, and she is very romantic. I um, think that she, I think that she would have to be, you know, and that's what I really loved about it. I think that's what I got from what you had done is that you had taken something that I think people would have just normally stereotyped, yeah, and, and you and you showed the beauty, like innocent in a way, which is what it's titled. The video, at least, is yes, is a perfect way of explaining what that feeling that I got from what you were doing. And I just thought it was a very, it was a special thing. It was very special. For me, at least it was, I thought it was very, it was very unique, you know, and I, and I acknowledge and I appreciate and I try to compliment and, and build uh, these things because yeah, she has to have had a very interesting life. And you saw that and you, and you, and you, you, you captured that, you know, and I think that was really beautiful, you know, yeah, I mean these 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 women that they get into this business. Um, most of the time, is um, many times I read this this book as well that is called Oh God, I forgot. Um, but it's it's also about the porn. It's the career of this porn. Henderson time, actress. Yeah, sorry, yeah, Henderson time. Actress, uh, <laughs> Just joking. What is yeah. what is the name of this? Um, it's a book about women in porn. No, it's a book of of it's a it's a first person, it's like a biography of this this porn actress that actually I have a project in uh, in animation that is a girl that comes to LA and then and then well I shouldn't talk about this but anyway 
it's just a, a personal project. And then and then uh, Michelle uh, Belladonna, she gave me, she she advised me like, oh, you should read this book. It's it's gonna it's gonna be good for your project. So it's very much a book about about this this woman's career, which is very big. I don't remember now how is it called, but um, she talks about how she gets in porn. And and somehow it's kind of like similar of why Belladonna got in porn, and then for the for for what I was hearing from from her and based on this book, um, m- many of these girls they get in this industry uh, for for several reasons, but they many of them they share that they actually uh, like it. You know, they have this condition in which they like they enjoy it, and mostly what they enjoy is perhaps because they have this condition, which is that they 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 enjoy what they are doing uh, very much. They are extremely sexual girls, like really extremely sexual sexual girls, since they are very young. Um, but many of them they share this condition, which is that they uh, have a lack of attention when they were when they were kids. You know, when they were either in the family or either in the school and and then become a porn actress is uh, is something to satisfy that lack of of attention but uh, i mean this is just generalizing and and also is because they because the offers that they are getting they are like pretty good you know i mean they can make very good money in 2 hours and doing something that they're yeah. doing for free. They they will do for free and sort of like they enjoy, you know. Like obviously, uh, when you read this book, you 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 go through things that they are like, oh my god, she's obviously not enjoying. And then she told you, and then and then Michelle also she was telling me many situations in which she was like really having a hard time and and she ended up crying, you know. It's like because because what they do with this with these girls is is. It's pretty awful, you know. Yeah, it's too much. It's a bit extreme, and I, I could tell that that's probably a director or somebody at the production pushing the envelope, you know. Pushing it's, the envelope, and and they are like very vulnerable, you know, because yeah. they are they are obviously with their legs spread open, so they are like really like is is as uh, as as much as a woman can get as 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 much vulnerable as a woman can get. Yeah. And, and sometimes, but she was telling me that sometimes the directors they were a fucking assholes, but sometimes that they were so great that you will do anything for them. Sure, sure, yeah, they're manipulative and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, they so, would they would use that because I, I absolutely agree. I think it's that the attention thing. You know, it's a it's a attention, and, and they they enjoy sex as well, but also the attention and it's instant celebrity kind of attention. Yeah. It's a very interesting thing. And it's interesting, the machine that it's created, the internet, the machine, you know, like what it's become and stuff. You know, what's funny though, if like, I really, I think of my career or career of other artists and, and maybe you can relate to this as well, is that we're almost kind of like porn stars are of our own. We're just not as extreme. But think about like what you just said, like there's moments where we really hate it, but then there's moments where like you get attention and there's moments that are great. Uh Like we would always do it as a kid. Like this is something that we've been doing since we were children, (laughs) you know, like it's really similar. It's very parallel. That's perhaps why you connect with her, you know, I don't know, maybe. 
Yeah, right. I mean, and 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 you can even get way poetic and say that in a way we expose ourselves as well with our legs completely open <laughs> because it's it, our it, art, you know. That. Yeah, well, it's never as as much as you know. Like if somebody took a camera and opened up my butt or something, <laughs> like that's way yeah, that's yeah. super extreme, obviously. Um, but it's there's 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 similarities I think there that are really yeah, yeah, yeah. I find to be I, interesting. I can see that. I can see that. Art, art prostitute, you know. So <laughs> totally. But I yeah, can, I can see that as well. Yeah. Well, if you look at you know, I think it's all very similar if you look at the the bigger picture of it all. You know, but I just I think when you're articulating your relationship with her, I just find it really awesome, and I think it's great. And it and I, and I admire that you know that you don't just go ah oh, she's just a fucking filthy porn star blah 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 you know like there's there's dimension to everybody's story even if they're a horrible person or even if they're a great person doesn't matter there's they have their story to tell you know um, well the thing is that the, I don't know if it's something that happened uh, to me very often but it, it happened to me very often especially with women and perhaps it's because I've been I mean I've been raised. By my mother, mm, uh, my same. sister, um, and I mean, my father. He was was at home. The only thing is that he was working most of the time. So I was basically raised by by a woman, and then by my sister, and then I had a very long relationship with this girl as well for like twelve years. So mm. by the time that I was thirty, I was spending so much time with women that that. That every time that that I have a lot of female friends, like a lot, a lot, a lot, and I guess it's because I feel very close with them, and and when I was with 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 Michelle for the first time, I was feeling that that again we have that that great connection, and and she was feeling very open to to behave in a certain way and and to tell me very very nice stuff, and the same same with me. I was telling her like a lot of personal things and and I think that I that I like that and 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 my 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 idea of why I always I don't know people can can take my my paintings in a completely wrong way you know like it can be like a like a portrait of a of, of the of a woman that is that is very exposed and very sexual but you know I I for me, women women are very sexual because obviously I'm a man and I love that. Sure. Um, but also, but also for me, I guess it's almost like um like a way of of showing that intimacy that I like to that I like to have. It's almost like when you are taking a this kind of like cute pictures of your of your girlfriend, you know, and you are like right after having sex when when there is when there's nothing to hide already, you know, like, like, it's like, okay, you've seen everything, you are all relaxed, and then you are just in bed, and then, and then you take this, this, this kind of photos or whatever, you know, that you never show to anybody. So for me, my paintings are showing this level of intimacy that I, that I, that I like to have. And it's almost like a forbidden uh, window, you know, something that people is not supposed to look. And sometimes, when 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 people see my paintings, they feel uncomfortable because because it's almost like mm, I shouldn't I shouldn't I shouldn't be here. And I like yeah, that. Yeah, that that intimate moment that gives yeah you capturing it, and it's almost like a little precious thing, you know. 
Don't and I, I see that. And that's some of the best moments of my life are those moments, you know, because it's oh, yeah, just, it's, 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 it's primally where we are still, you know, like yeah. we, we try to, we try to fake it. We try to put clothes on, we use the computer. We, you know, try to force ourselves to do these things, but we're still animals, man. We're animals with instincts and we have primitive desires. At least men do. At least men do. And yeah. man, I mean, this is going to be like extremely rude, but I mean, when men, like right after sex, we, like men is driven by completely different interests. And we are, <laughs> yeah. it's true. Yeah, our minds are clear. <laughs> our minds are clear. Our, our, our testicles too. And <laughs> our body, yeah. Once, once this happens, if you are with this woman that you really love and you still have this great feeling, that's the best thing that, that the best. can happen to a man. You know, it's like, yes. fuck, this girl is awesome. Because there, your, your interest is completely different. And it lasts for 30 minutes. That's <laughs> like that's when, when a man is real, just like his interests are completely different, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I love it when it happens, and then and then you are with the right person. Yes. If you are with the right person, it's the most amazing thing that that a that a man can have. Yeah, it could be really horrible if it's with the wrong experience, you know. And I think that's really interesting that a lot of people don't necessarily talk about it, you know. And I think that maybe from the older generation, you know, um, at least in America, I think it's very common not to talk about. Yeah, sex totally. and stuff and and it's weird like not to talk about sex but like porn is so big here because nobody talks about it i think if it was more exposed and like these are beautiful conversations about being a human being that like i agree with and i couldn't agree more like i said some of the best moments of my entire life 31 years i've been those 30 minutes or that you know that exchange of energy it's just they're beautiful you know and if you yeah. really if you if you love somebody and you become one with them and you connect with them on that level there's nothing else that can that can overshadow that it's just and when you're in that ecstasy that moment it's just really powerful you know yeah completely agree man but if but if you're not you're just having sex and you know like there's cool things to that and that's more of a man's thing you know because we're you know my friend anthony said it perfectly i, I he, he has the funniest fucking way of looking at it i was laughing so hard he was trying to explain to his wife his sex drive and he was saying that he was like you know you know what it's like to have like diarrhea and she's like yeah well he's like well that's like the pressure that a man has you know like we have this fucking pressure all the time and you gotta fucking release it you know and it was just it was funny his articulation it was so brutal and and odd but it was just per <laughs> it was so perfectly said because women mostly uh they don't understand it's kind of a burden in a sense because i wish i didn't think about sex all the time but it's yeah. just it's just me it's it's a human being and i'm a guy and i'm built like this this is just how i am i'm not necessarily saying that i that's all i think about it just it's almost like a voice that just kind of hits you and go boobs and you're all oh yeah boobs yeah you know like you're in the grocery yeah. store and it's like boobs and you're all oh yeah, yeah okay and then you, you oh yeah i need to get chips and it's you know and it, and you, it, it just and happens get distracted yes exactly and that's kind of what it is to be a man at least i think or you know or or another man goes you know i love guys and that's what that person thinks of and i find that to be really interesting as well like we're all created in our 
in our own way, you know, and I just find it to be fascinating. Oh, but I, when, a, when a man like men, things are way easier, obviously. I would, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm really curious of that. I'm really... Um, Oh, it's sex between men, man. Nothing to stop that shit. You know, it's like boom. <laughs> like why? That's why gay people they are having sex nonstop. That's true, and, huh? Yeah. More often, it's just sex between men. Yeah, that's got to be. Yeah, and then you just understand everything. There's not this huge confusion and stuff yeah. because, yeah, because uh, from a man's perspective, a woman's mind usually is one of the most complex and, and hard to understand things. And until it's almost you, like we are a completely different species. Oh, know? we are. Yeah, absolutely. It couldn't it's be more like different. We shouldn't. We shouldn't be together. It's like why this thing is happening. You know, when it's happening, it's the best thing. But I mean, <laughs> it takes it takes a while to to get there. And yeah. and in terms of in terms of what you were saying about how we behave as men and how I mean and all the of. Uh, all the problems that this can create in a couple, for example, like um, if you, you know, as a man, if you are walking, you see a hot girl coming and, and then she just pass by, you have to turn, you have to turn to look. <laughs> I don't, I don't have a respect for my wife, but yeah. <laughs> you know, but you do it out of respect of your wife. Sure, okay? of course. I, you, and I don't want to go in that into that world, you know, so. <laughs> but that's something that, you know, that we need. And sure. they that's not their problem, you know, they shouldn't, they shouldn't be worried about that, you know, if you yeah. are in love, you are in love, if you need to check the, the, the back part of a woman or the behind or whatever, if you need to <laughs> check a woman in the street, it's not their problem, they shouldn't be worried about that, you know, yeah. sometimes make too much of a big deal of sure. something that is just a stupid need, you know. Well, well that's just trust and insecurity and, and all that stuff, you know. That's just, you know, it just depends on the situation and stuff. I think I think that's a it's it's challenging for a woman to understand a man's thing and then it's also challenging for a man to understand a woman's thing, you know. Like yeah. women go through um, crazy emotional things. I have a daughter, I have a nine-year-old daughter and I have my wife and, and I, I'm in a woman's oh, house, wow. you know, like, and I was yeah. raised by a woman the same way. I didn't have a dad growing up. So I am very connected to the female spirit and I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be an expert on it, but yet I'm still confused and perplexed all the time, oh, oh, you know, well. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, yeah, it's, it's very, uh, my brother said one time what I think is a really great way of looking at it is a man would walk into a room and go, yeah, there's the fucking sofa, and there's the TV, and there's there's the kitchen, and a woman walks into the door, and this is what he thinks, and I thought was interesting, and I see that perspective, is that the woman looks at the couch, and she doesn't see the couch, she says, oh, that's that time that he touched me there, and that's the time we kissed over there, and that's the time that he fed me that dinner over there, and so they look at, I'm just guessing, and this is how I look at it, so I can understand more of a sensitive way of, of approaching situations wow. um but that's i thought it was a really well put because i i kind of agree with that because yeah it was interesting pretty. though <laughs> interesting stuff very nice very pretty yeah, yeah i mean i yeah, yeah totally i mean i the, however if we just turn around the whole problem and then like i wonder how we men will behave is if women behave as we men do, you know? Oh, yeah. Like There'd be a lot of jealousy and insecurity. Yeah. I mean, and and physical violence and stuff, yeah. Like if a man walks and then you, 
and then your girl has to turn to check her bag. <laughs> like, what the fuck? What was that? <laughs> it's very true, and you must acknowledge those things because you cannot be hypocritical, you know? Like, And so you must realize that there's two sides of the coin, you know, like seeing that. And I think that's a good... Some women are like that, too. I, I know some women that are just like, you know, they love looking at men, not all the time, but... You know, if a good man looks by around, they're like, you know, that that's a good looking dude, you know? Oh, yeah. And sure. that's cool. Like when I when I experience that, I go, that's awesome because you kind of understand very faintly what a man deals with. You know, it's like that on like it's like one percent of the power, though. <laughs> yeah, totally. Especially when the good looking dude is you, right? And oh, yeah. You and like, Damn. <laughs> and then your ego gets so big and then it may happen next time, like in three years or something. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're working out and you're and you're doing all the things that you should be doing to look like a popular cultured person, I guess. No, but you know what? <laughs> like how how little attention we men have in oh. it, you know, like oh like, god, <laughs> we have very little attention. Like I still remember that day, you know, in London six or seven years ago when that girl was obviously looking at me, you know, like this happened seven years ago. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. When, when it's obvious in the street, you know, like how many times like women walk in the street and they have at least like nine, ten like guys like saying stuff to them and things, you know. <laughs> yeah. They're so over that. And oh, yeah, I feel bad. Yeah, I feel bad, but it... I was talking once with this, but I don't want to tell this because it's a very sad thing to say. So I don't okay, tell. yeah, you, yeah, it's up to you. You don't want to, but no, I, 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 I mean, you see something about about women. I was talking with my with a fr- with the mother of a friend, and and she was telling me some feeling that she has when they get older. You know, like all of a sudden, all of a sudden they lose that completely. Oh yeah, and yeah. it's. And it's very shocking because they are so used to, and all of a sudden, boom, they they get completely ignored. Well, they lose their identity because that was kind of part of who they were. That you know, and 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 so I think I I've, I know what you're talking about exactly because I've dealt with that through the women in my life as well, and and them having that insecurity, that disconnection. You know, like am I am I pretty? <clears throat> you yeah. know, in that level, and of course you're not you're not a teenager or you're not a young woman anymore so you can't draw that much attention but you're a beautiful woman in your own right you're a mature person like you're smart and you have intellect and you have all these other things that you know i remember my whole life i was dating women or having relationships with women at my same age and then i met my wife my wife is six years older than me and Uh then i fell in love i understood like what I was looking for, somebody that had <laughs> that connection with, you know, somebody that had those extra years on me to, to, to calm me down. And <laughs> there's a maturity there that comes with that, you know. And Wow, and, and, that's beautiful, man. But I don't know. I think it's just a, par- a part of like, um, you know, just acknowledging um, what you're looking for in somebody. I've, I think for me, it's kind of interesting for you to say that about like your relationships having a very long one. I had the same thing. And I think my, what might have happened is that, I was trying to replace my mother's, my relationship with my mom because I moved out when I was very young, like when I was 14, 14, uh-huh. 15 or so. And I tried to replace that strong relationship I had with my mom. And not in a weird way, not in a gross way. It's just, you know, that 
that loving conditioning like tenderness kind of with you know because with my mom we had a really strong relationship but i would re- try to replace that with women my girlfriends you know right and it was weird like not until now where i go fully full circle and look at myself from being a youth i realized that like i was trying to fulfill something that is just not possible and that's why i was having a lot of problems in relationships because i was like why don't you understand this you know <laughs> or are getting that kind of that that level of of closeness you know yeah, 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 completely agree. I mean, yeah, since we since we got got born, we are super close to our mother, and hope so. And then, yeah, I mean, m- most of the people, or or, and I guess that because you spend like the first nine months there, and then and then when you when you get born, you really don't know what's going on, and then after one year. Um, then your father comes in, and and this is the, the, in a normal traditional family, uh, the figure father appear and then and then basically start putting rules here and there like no you cannot do this you cannot do that <laughs> but basically what he's saying is this is my woman and you better go and find yours. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. And it's the first time that we. That we realize because in the beginning we don't know like this is my girl you know like this you you don't you don't really know you are one year old and and then you think that this is your woman you know obviously not in a sexual way it's like sure. your woman but then your father comes in the middle <clears throat> and breaks this relationship basically it's a very interesting way of looking at it too yeah i didn't really think about that but i kn- i didn't i didn't know my birth father growing up i have a stepdad or oh, not a stepdad but a, like a godfather i have a uh, my dad now who, who's who my my mom was dating back when i was very young and we just always had a bond and a connection and so we've been close ever since then somewhat but it's we're not blood you know like it's it's, right. it's, a, it's a different thing and i see and I think it's just uh, even like with my wife, my daughter was three years old when I met my wife, and and so we I got really close. She's my daughter now, but we're not blood related, you know. But I, you know, it's just I feel like I owe it to myself almost, and my and my family, and my and my mom, and everybody else in the world to take on this responsibility because it's important, you know, and to yeah, and to provide and to be that person. I don't know, maybe it's just my my outlook on things and stuff, but. It's incredibly hard. It's never easy. It's a challenge. It's the hardest job I've ever had. So <laughs> I bet, because yeah. I'm, I could, you know, you know how it is as an artist. You can be incredibly selfish. It's like me, you know. Like I just want to do me, my well, thing. You that's know? why I don't want to have kids so far. <laughs> <laughs> You're smart though, and that's no. That's, I mean, I guess that is a stupid choice. I mean, I don't know. Well, you you shouldn't have kids unless you feel like you're somewhat ready because you'll never be ready, but you shouldn't have kids just to have kids. I think a lot of people have children because either they're bored or they don't know themselves or these are many things or they have to, or they get stuck in having a kid. The worst situation I feel I find is that young kids have kids and I feel so bad for them because you don't get a chance to live your life, you know, like you don't get a chance to, but you do. It's just really challenging, you know. My mom had my my brother very young, I think, and I think that um, not very young, but I think that she didn't have a chance to become herself, you know. And so right. she had to take on the responsibility of raising my brother, and then she had me, 
and she had to raise us, you know, she had to take care of us. And then that was a very challenging thing. And, and so that's why I left home early because she had geared me up so well. She, she showed me how to do everything, cook and clean and everything so young. So she could go out and become herself again, you know? And, and then when I was younger, I used to get upset about that because I'd be like, fuck, you know, why can't you be a normal mom? You know, like why? But at the same time, now I see it being a dad, I, I realize, you know, there's, all these things there's these sacrifices that you make but i think it's very smart not to want kids if you don't want them just don't have kids you know it's not it's not a big deal you know it's not a big deal i think you know you shouldn't so many people feel you know like my one of my best friends and him and his wife just got married and they're like we're not gonna have kids we don't want we don't we don't really want kids we don't like kids that much and like fuck you shouldn't have kids then that's great and i appreciate that you don't want to have kids you know that's yeah, when you make that's when you make shitty people. Happy kid, yeah. yeah, and you're gonna have a really shitty person in the world and there's already too many of them and so it's like we gotta undo that and I think people making the choice not to have kids, um, just because, you know. And it's it's really rare I think when you find two people that agree on that, because that's a very big topic, right? You know, like Yeah. And that changes. I'm i I'm curious to see once they get into like, you know, later on in life whether they have doubt of that or regret. Maybe not, but maybe they will. But yeah, but as an artist, it's I'm incredibly selfish, and 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 being as a family person, a dad and a husband, that's it's constantly oil and water. So I have to constantly, every day, I have to shift it around. Yeah. It's challenging because all I want to do is just sit around in my underwear and just draw all day and <laughs> watch anime and watch movies and shit, and I just, I can't do that, you know. So <laughs> no, you can. But I mean, I guess in little little ways, but I think that's really when you live a good life, you know, if you're able to follow your own path, everybody's can project everything on you, right? You know, like, oh, you should be this, you should be that. And they're going to try and push their intentions on you, but you got to really follow your own soul. It's weird. It's weird. Like, it's almost like our, our book is written before we were born, you know? Mm, I'm not sure about that. What do you think? You think that, do you, don't you feel that you have, like, what, what makes you choose to do art, you know? Oh, it was, um, it was this morning, I guess, when I was, like, super young, and then my mother gave me a pencil, and then I got the pencil, and then I liked it, you know, but perhaps if my mother gave me the pencil, um, two minutes later, maybe we wouldn't even have this conversation here. Hmm. You know, it's it's just it's just a matter of of how long, how many hours you spend doing things, and the reason why I choose to spend many hours doing this is because I like that pencil <laughs> at that time, and and it keep me quiet, and then I was enjoying it. Yeah, but I think, well, maybe it's just my look at it is that we have. Um, there's a reason why I do the same thing. It's kind of similar. Like, it's, there's a reason why I chose to do art. It's um, and there's a reason why a lot of people choose to be creative, you know. And it just depends on where those things hit you in life. But it, so it becomes a choice. But also, I just feel like, you know, like my story's almost already been written, and I'm just kind of following into the suit of it. Like, even though it's pushing against everything else, all the norms. I'm not trying to say that I that it's easy or anything i just feel that like i'm drawn to certain things more than others you know like intent right. like without even knowing just unaware of it <clears throat> if that makes sense it's like an outside kind of a thing you know yeah well i don't know i mean i could never i 
I mean, I could never be agree with that, and I tell you, whoa, for me, the beauty of being against that is that is that I I like that the story hasn't been written, you know, and and that makes me feel way more free to change it any time, and otherwise we just go with the flow, and then we just allow everything to come, and then we accept everything, mm. and. Yeah. And I really like to fight for whatever happened just to change it. And, and that's the reason why why we become good at things. Because it's because for some reason we feel like we shouldn't be there. Because it's always like that. When Remember your beginnings. Uh, you are an artist or so you are a painter and you are trying to do something good. And then you feel that you are not there. And then if you all of a sudden abandon yourself and then you say okay i'm not gonna do shit because i shouldn't be here then you don't gonna do it and then you force yourself you force the the whatever story is written at the time and then you change it and then all of a sudden you become something good good enough to be a professional yeah i think i'm saying the same thing but i think oh really yeah well i think Maybe it's maybe the metaphor for a book that's written is a bad one. What I'm saying is almost like there's like there's a hidden intention, you know, even if it's fighting against something. Right. So like you were saying, the freedom of being able to write your own book. That's also for me, that feels like that's already written. If that makes sense, that's part of the character. <laughs> if that makes sense, I think I'm going into like a whole different category of it, but um, like, a third, like a third dimension or something. But um, no, part of part of being that person, the creative person, the, the problem solver, the thinker, and, um, you know, the, 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 um, the anti basically, uh, re reestablishing things, changing things, shifting things. That's part of being creative, you know, and, and, uh, that's just part of that spirit, you know, and that's what I'm saying kind of. So, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, sometimes I just feel like, and I know that maybe it's like not going going against the grain and stuff. Yes, as of course, is as a part of it. But some days I just feel like this is what I want to do, you know. And I feel like, why do I feel like this, you know? Like, why is it so? Why is it like this, you know? And so I always figure, I always feel like something like there's like I have an intention, you know. Every day I have an intention to do what I want to do. Right. So. Do you force yourself to paint and draw every day? Uh, sometimes, yeah, yeah. Even if it's it's the same with like jujitsu. Like even if I don't want to do it, or not that I don't want to do it. Like I'm tired or I have stress or something. Um, I push through because um, I owe it to myself to be responsible for that. But at the same time, I regret it though too because it drains me out. So I've been trying to find a smarter way. How about you? Do you? Yeah, it's not the it's not that crazy that we force ourselves. Like I I actually have an extreme feel of guilt if I do not draw for a while or if I not paint for a while, and I'm always scared as hell of losing whatever technique I was able to acquire during the last years. You know, yes. I'm scared to hell and. <laughs> And I don't know if, if it's possible to lose this knowledge or this technique. I don't know if it's possible, but I still believe that I can lose it. That's why, that's why I think that this, this kind of like fight is such an extreme and we feel so insecure because we've been there. We've been when, when we were not able to, 
to paint and when we were not able to express with our painting what we wanted to to express or what we wanted what we wanted to accomplish and we are so scared of losing it that we feel guilty yes um it's a compulsion um, right it's ridiculous yeah. i think that i get the, sick too yeah yeah it's also like 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 against against what what we are trying to do here you know like we are trying to enjoy but at the same time we are punishing ourselves <laughs> and i don't know if this is because we come from uh, generations that they work um super hard uh to make this world however it looks you know like my father or grandfathers or whatever all our ancestors that they were really working hard um and then they 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 gave us this this feeling of like if you stop working you're gonna you're gonna <laughs> fuck this shit you know it's almost yeah. like if i always have my father in my in my in my head like uh, work 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 hours 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 you know like you cannot wait inspiration to come uh you have to be sit down so inspiration will come at some point but at least it will catch you work working you know yeah well every day if you get up and you and you <clears throat> you you put one more brush stroke or if you write one more word or if you write one more sentence at the end of the year it adds up you know i was watching this interview uh with ashley wood at san diego comic-con yeah 2013 or 2011 i can't remember it was a really great talk because he's very open and and and, and direct mm -hmm. and he was saying that people call him prolific and he said he doesn't feel that he's prolific he says people that call him prolific are just lazy because he just works super hard you know he's got a family to provide for and he just puts in all kinds of work and he ha he's created a style that's very fast and energetic and very much his own which is like a, you know a mash mm -hmm. of like um all the stuff from metal gear solid and everything he's he and, and kent williams all the artists that he loves it's like a good smash of everybody and it's so cool his his perception of that and how how hard he works and he said that if you know if i do two paintings a week at the end of a year i have a big body of work you know and that's true, you know, at the end of the year, he has like, you know, 150 paintings, you know, he can make a big book, he can have a collection of stuff, you know, even if like, one out of 10 of those paintings is, is not very good, he's still doing it, you know, so mm. I think part of the art is showing up, I think that's really part of it, you know, that's part of the game, at least that's, maybe that's what we think of, because we're coming from the older ment mentality, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but I agree, I feel that if I don't draw for like three days, or I come back and I'm very rusty, you know? Mm, I don't know if I'm rusty, dude, to be yeah. honest. Well, screw I, you. <laughs> no, look. You're, I, you're I, really good, though. No, but you have always this kind of awful feeling of, of guilt. And then and then you just sit down after. And then you do a painting. And it's fine, you know? It's fine. Sure. It's like, it's like we torture ourselves <laughs> a little bit stupid i i need to stop that because it doesn't make me happy you know yeah it's, it's it's always this 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 urge of no fuck i have to do this because obviously when we were younger i mean when i was younger i was obviously doing like 10 hours like nine hours 12 hours a day yeah like non-stop uh, delivering like at six in the morning uh, working with fucking clients you know like like up, up to like you, you know, like weekends, and <laughs> obviously you improve and improve and improve and improve. 
And um, but it's okay to stop, I think, a little bit sometimes. And obviously, this is not an advice for for people that is starting. Starting, if yeah. If you are starting, you have to kill yourself for a long period of time. But for people that they are maybe um, a little bit established and they have this awful feeling of guilt if they stop, I am I'm, I'm experienced right now that is that is okay to stop for a little bit as well. Yeah, I think you have um, quite a bit of work um, that helps you understand. I think you're a bit of the ahead of the game. You know, you've heard of like the ten thousand hour rule, right? You've heard of that, right? No, what is that? Supposedly, I mean, it's just just you know like a number, right? But there's this whole idea that after ten thousand hours of doing the same thing or whatever, um, repetition and, and constant work and learning, uh-huh. um, you just become that thing. Like you're able to learn it, you're able to become that thing. So, if you draw and paint and and draw and paint and draw and paint and learn and perceive and connect your hand to your eye and your imagination, if you do that for ten thousand hours, um, it usually equates. They base this off of like guys like Mozart and music makers and artists and and stuff and it was like a kind of interesting study and it's pretty true like i've noticed that most artists that i love or admire they've spent six to ten years of intense work and that's when they became this like master that nobody could touch because nobody else was willing to go for 10 years straight it's just hard work you know yeah 10 years is a fucking long time man like (laughs) a whole decade of hard work but it pays off because they have this master level ability, you know, and it just really becomes this really great experience. So I think. Oh man, I love this theory. Thank you very much. Yeah, check it out. It's called Ten Thousand Hour Rule or something like that. <laughs> but it's you know, I, I think that you've, I think I'm sure that you've accomplished it. When I look at your your paintings, the way you compose um, the colors and stuff, like. It's hard to paint like that and not get muddy, but you manage to keep the form and everything comes together. And, and I love how you push the perspectives and, tw- and twist things almost. Right. So it, it, it's not just like a copy because anybody could learn how to paint exactly what they see, but a true artist, I think, um, puts their mark on it, how they see it, you know? And I think that's the errors are what I like, you know? And, and not even errors are just like this beautiful exception to the rules, you know? that only you would choose you know so thank you man i mean to be honest yes against my own art but perhaps on my benefit as well like i I paint the paint that i paint (laughs) i paint the way (laughs) i paint the way that i paint yeah because that's what i know how to do you know like what i really don't know how to do is to copy a photo perfectly you know like i don't know how to be super realistic what i know how to do is to interpret to do my own version of it you know it's, it's almost like a like a lack of technique if you want to call it you know this there are these painters that they are able to do such a subtle and such an incredible exercise that when you look at the painting the textures and everything is so smooth and so incredible that you cannot even differentiate from photos. Uh, so that's something that I don't know how to do. Like sometimes people call me to do a map painting, <laughs> realistic, and it's like, sorry guys, I don't know how to do this. And I know that there is a lot of map painters that they use photos. Yeah, they do a bunch of collages and and they do like very incredible work. I don't even know how to do that. You know, I'm not good using Photoshop. I'm I'm 
The way that I use Photoshop is is a ver is very simple. I just choose my color and I paint. Choose my color and I paint. You know, I'm not like a real technician. And and I remember when I was working in in Tron that um, if you see my files, they are they have layers, but all the layers they are basically painting. And I remember I was trying to go over the over the files of some of my guys from the team and they were doing like a bunch of masks and things and they were working very technical and I don't even know how to do a, a mask. You <laughs> really? Know? Oh, that's cool. Oh, I'm so, I'm really like, I, I, I work in Photoshop like as I was working with painting, you know, so I never, I never learned any te technical stuff. So what I was asking the people, what I was doing at the end is I was just flattening their image and then I was painting on top. Yeah, uh, gotcha. which otherwise it would be a nightmare. <laughs> so you kind of with your process. So do you do like an underpainting, like a basic um, composition and basic color, and then build on that and add detail? Is that how you do, or you just work in one area and build out from that area? Oh, I don't know. I guess that depends. I think that I start working. I never do an underpainting. I do an underdrawing always. I always do my drawing, and then I'm gonna and knowing that I'm going to be, be free, especially in Photoshop, you are free to change anything. Yeah. Um, but I never do underpainting. I mean, maybe I do like a flat color or something, but I I, I don't start adding detail. I think that I, I start painting with detail from the beginning. And this is very much based on what I do with with oil paintings. I, st I start from the beginning just adding adding detail. In like areas, you don't do like a like a value and then reset the value and then retone. Because like the way I work is, I kind of do an overall form, a composition, and then I start following area. Like I usually start with the face and build out the texture there, or like the details that I like, and then I build out from there and whatever else the thing that it needs to be. Do you work like that in like areas and then build out like refine the detail or? Mm, no, really, man. Like uh, you know, see. like. I I never went to I never went to school or anything, so I always do my own process. That's good. And I mean, I mean, it's it's basically that I I don't know much about why I say that I didn't go to school is that I don't know too much about vocabulary of uh, values or, or or things like that. I mean, I know I know how to I know how to see an image and and I know how to see why it's wrong. Um, but while I while I'm painting, I go straight to the right va value because I think that's something that I do is very much like a like an abstraction which is um, I very much do um, a portrait of what I see um, but it's not based in what the shape is is like I'm, I don't think that this is a face or I don't think that this is a tree I don't think that this is a car for me everything is just like a shape of colors so when I look at a face, if I I don't think that okay I'm painting the eye now. No, I'm just thinking okay I'm choosing green here and I'm choosing pink here and then all of a sudden everything becomes the eye. But that, if, that makes sense. Yeah, you're breaking it down rather than identified shapes. You're breaking it into like planes and colors. Totally. Yeah. That's yeah. that's yeah. More like an abstraction for me. You know. I'm just and then that's why it's more like an interpretation of what I see. So. Yeah. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you if you draw a lamp or you draw a, a a body or you do a landscape or you do a figurative. It has to be the same, you know. Like, uh, 
Like, uh, uh, that's why for me it's difficult to see why people is very good doing landscapes and all of a sudden they get into figurative and they don't know how to draw a human figure or they don't, or they are not as strong in human figure or the opposite, you know? I think that the, that's a problem of, of connection. I think that you should go away from whatever you see and don't think that this is a figure, don't think that this is a landscape. You just have to think, okay, this is a shape in front of my eyes. Yeah, yeah, that's the best way. That's what helped me when I would draw, and that's how I connected my hand to my eye faster. I didn't identify it because your mind will project what it, you think it is. And, and if you're trying to do interpretive imaginary drawing, then you should use that muscle. Yeah. But if you're drawing from a study then I think you must break it down so that you fool your mind into just doing what you tell it, which is like identifying shapes and colors and planes. That's really, because uh, we used to do like contour line drawing, like blindly kind of, and working out like how to see. What things. is that? Like um, a contour line drawing is, is just one line and you don't leave. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't leave the paper. Usually I think that's what it was. I can't remember. I didn't pay a lot of attention right. in school. But um, by doing that, it broke down your desire to, for me, I would always be like, I just want to fuck with it too much, you know, like just like all the detail. And and then at the end of it, it's lifeless, you know? And so what I see in your work is you get all the information there. It's just enough where it's you don't need to refine it anymore because it's got the right information. It's like a perfect amount of information to get your idea across. Yeah, I guess I guess that you're right. I mean, like, especially nowadays that we live so fast, you know, and then you look at something and then you assume, okay, that's the programming or this is a house, or but you don't see all the details, you know? And yeah. And that that, hap- that that also brings uh, like I remember this summer I was I was doing a trip with my friends and we were doing art in the street and and my project was like a, I'm I'm very I'm very blind you know I'm I'm short short sighted or something I have like a lot of lot of prescription in my glasses. Oh, that must um, be it then. <laughs> I don't know. Every time that I take my glasses, I see like shit. But <laughs> what I see is basically like very blurry. Sure. So what I was doing, my project was, okay, I'm going to do portraits, so I'm going to paint with my, without my glasses. Ah. And, and I was just doing it, and it, it was nice because I was just seeing enough information to, to put an image together. And it was a good exercise because it's, it's like sometimes when you see a tree, fuck, you get all, all, all anxious. You're like, oh, my God, how many leaves are there? That's ridiculous. And then you start thinking, <laughs> no, there is like really, there are like only like three, four different uh, main values and maybe tones. And, and then you just, you just make a resume of what you see. And I think, I think that that's nice. And then what it brings is another conversation next to, I mean, close to or related to animation, which is the amount of time that people spend doing backgrounds or building cities um, with crazy, stupid details, and then movies become like so expensive, and and then our eye barely notice that, you know, like. Is 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 a waste of time and and of money. But I mean, it's, people is is free to do whatever they want. If they want to paint, sure. so it's all cool. And and to be honest, against again against my own uh, art, I 
I don't do those paintings of such a full detail like crazy. Even though my paintings they look full detail, if you look at clo if you look close, they are not detailed at, at all. But I do it like this because I don't know how to do the the more render, if you want to call it, version. You know, I'm, I don't have that technique. I'm I'm not good at that. Yeah, that's good, and that's good to acknowledge what your strengths are and why you do what you do. Because I think that's really where your style comes from. You don't you don't try to maybe force yourself. So that's what we were talking about earlier is like not trying to force yourself to be this one particular person that you might not be and spending the energy just focusing on what you like to do. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think it's like I guess I guess it's within the same lines because I have a real hard time. Like I know that I'm supposed to learn more anatomy. But I just don't want to draw all the I don't want to sit around and just draw arms all day. Like I know I should. But I just don't want to. Like I know how I know what it looks like in my head, and if I had to draw it from life, then I could do it. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Do you study that kind of stuff as well, or do you not even trip about that stuff? You just kind of keep going. Oh, I did obviously when I was uh, uh, on my early twenties. I was obsessed about learning anatomy and and drawing arms, and I bought all these books that all of us we have. Yeah. About about anatomies and these guys that they were doing thousands of, of pages of the arm twisted in the most weird positions, you know? Yeah. Um and to be honest, yeah, that's cool. It's all knowledge, you know. You have to do that and you have to have a period in your life in, in which you do it. But as I say, at the end of the day when I'm gonna do a figure of figurative painting, um I'm gonna paint an arm, but I'm not gonna even think that this is an arm. I'm just gonna think that this is like a block of color. So sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna see the anatomy underneath, but I'm not gonna think about okay, the fingers start here, or you know, I'm, I'm just gonna abstract myself from the idea of the arm, and then I'm gonna do I'm gonna paint whatever I see. Yeah, that's good. That's cool to see that and to to realize that you'd find your own style within it and that's that's what it is and the cool thing is that it's led you all the way to something big that happened recently in your life which is that like emmy award thing right yeah how was that how that was that was that something that kind of was that something you were happy about or proud of or did you care or what did that do to you <laughs> you, you made a, f a funny comment on your blog about like now my ego is like fucking huge and it was pretty funny or you said something about like my, now my ego is just bigger than ever or something like that yeah I mean like, this, acknowledging this, the silliness of it kind of you know yeah I mean this, these awards obviously they they fill up your ego I mean that's that's that's, that's of course that happened and um, and and I'm very happy to receive it and and, and obviously the the main the main thing to say here uh, why um, I think that this award was was good to me is is not for my career or professional career or, or what is going to happen after it's more like the recognition from a country and from a big industry first of all the country where 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 I was not born you know yeah yeah it's a place that I just came here and. Like after a couple of years, they gave me this this award, and and before that, this 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 industry and 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 you guys people they they agreed to to fly me here and you guys agreed to give me any kind of like comfort and facilities to live 
here, you know. So, so I was very grateful for that, you know. It's like, wow, this, this is cool, you know, because, because I realized like when when you guys see talent or when you guys see something that is interesting for you, you just bring it, and and then you just you just make it yours, and and then you give awards and then you give several things just to make people happy and and yes so so we keep working <laughs> and yeah. and i like i like that and um and it was it was great you know i mean it's it's something that to be honest i was not expecting it like when when they gave me the the annie for the same thing it was i knew that i was nominated but for the for the emmy i i didn't even know it you know like i was just I was in Spain in, on a vacation, and then, and then Emmy contact contacted me, and they told me that I was part of it, and I was like, "Wow, I didn't even know that Disney submit my work for this." So it, it was very good. It was it was a very good thing. It's a, it's, it's always very nice to receive these kind of things because it kind of like tells you that you are doing it right. Yeah, it's an uh, yeah, I get that accolation and all. That. Yeah, those things are they're. Yeah, they're interesting. It's, I always ask people that get those awards what it does to them because some people let it go to their head or some people, like you're saying, are more pure about it, just realizing that it's a recognition thing and, you know, like just keep going, obviously, but being thankful for it. It is a huge accomplishment. You aren't from America and you come here and you crush it and you do a great job. And that is very American, I think, for the awards and, um, you know, giving pats on the back it's very much kind of like an american thing i think you know do you guys do that kind of stuff back home mm, well i don't know it would be very unfair if i say no but sure. um, i would say that a uh, that in spain we have a problem of not promoting uh many things you know and and i guess that uh, in my case in my home uh remember my parents they were they were yeah, like saying, oh yeah, this is very cool. Oh, it's a very nice drawing. You know, it's like they were like, uh, kind of like pushing me into into this direction, even though it was crazy. You know, because uh, in Spain, if you if you wanna say that you wanna draw comics or you wanna work in animation, then usually your parents they will be totally against it. And and my family, even though I, I come from a very um, kind of like modest family, I, I'm. I'm, I'm not coming from money at all, um, and my and my parents they are not um, they they don't work in the arts at all. I remember that they were just yeah, like you say, like like giving me awards at home, you know, like oh this is good, or they were just yeah, you're doing it great. Yeah, and so I, like praising you and supporting you. Yeah, they were supporting, and to be honest, They're very important. Yeah, totally, it's the best, it's the, it's the most important, especially and by I, your loved ones, you know. Yeah, 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 totally. And I still don't know why they did it, you know? It's like, <laughs> like, because it's You're like good, a, dude. Shut no, up. It's a very tricky thing, you know? It's like a, like if you are in Spain, you cannot make... It's very difficult to make a living out of this thing, you know? So it's almost like my parents, they were they were making the wrong choice. But at the end, <laughs> it, was the, it was the right choice for sure. Yeah, did you tell... I mean, obviously, they know about your awards and all this good stuff. They must be proud of you now then, huh? Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, they're very old. Like my parents are past eighty. Yeah, yeah, that's getting up there. Yeah, uh, so they just they, hanging out, having long siestas. Long siestas, exactly. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying, why I'm saying they are old, is because 
I mean, I can explain them about the awards, but they don't really understand what that means. But uh, sure, I mean, they know what it means, but you have to give them too many explanations and, and things. Yeah, yeah, but that's good though. I mean, I'm sure it. You know, as being a parent of of somebody and seeing them succeed, you know, it takes a long time, but you know, I think that's got to make people proud. You know, that they didn't create some monster. You know, they created somebody that's contributing or doing something nice or helping out or making inspiring people. That's good. You know, of course, that's your that's the biggest goal I think as a as a parent. You don't want to make somebody that sucks. You know, and totally, <laughs> you never know what you're gonna get. You know, every kid's different, so. But no, that's cool. And congratulations on that too, because I know. Thank it's like, you, man. It's a really, that's a big deal. You know, I don't know what I, I'm not sure about the what I feel with the whole award system, but I, I like it when it goes to the right people that I agree that they should be awarded it. And in your case, I think all your hard work and your style and sticking with your style and what you contributed to that project absolutely was earned and it was worth it. And I'm glad the people that sought it out and judged for it um, saw the saw the same thing as I did so that's cool thank you man thank yeah. you very much it's really cool and so what are you doing now i see like you're doing a lot of like solo painting stuff and mm-hmm. are you are you still doing stuff with the films or um i mean i guess you probably can't talk a lot about a lot of no stuff, yeah i can't talk about anything man. tell me the details no i know how that is that's a, always a bummer that's one of the things i hate the most is because i love sharing things with everybody yeah and you just there's like years where you just can't share anything and then by the time when you can share it's like that's ah, so old already you know so exactly it fucking sucks <laughs> and sometimes we don't share because we are superstitious about losing the jobs and shit yeah but um, <laughs> no i was um i mean um, this is not uh, i mean i was uh I was uh, running an, an animation show, like something that was super huge, and I was directing and everything. Hmm. Um, and we were supposed to start now in September, and and it was with very big producers, very big company. It was probably one of the biggest TV series that that will ever happen. It was like I was crazy about it and super happy. And then and then he. And then they, they decided not to go with me, and I was, like, fucking super depressed about it. Oh, man. Yeah, that can be a bitch. Yeah, fucking can't. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but the, thi- the thing is that I think that they made the wrong decision because now they want to do some weird fucking who knows. Yeah, you, you never know with that stuff, right? That's another real big problem for those that are listening that starting out their career and aware of it. I mean, look at... Look at you and your accomplishments and your accolades and your and all these things, and it's still you still have to fight for it. There's still things that are out of your control. Every day, man. Every you day. Have to, you, and how many jobs we lose? You know, yeah. how many jobs are like this is the job, this is the one, and then all of a sudden they give you this call and then they destroy you because because when they when you are talking about a good job and you are talk, you love this so much. Yeah. And when you're talking about something that is nice, you you cannot stop yourself by fantasizing about how good it's going to be, how your future is going to change, what are you going to be able after this. And then all of a sudden you receive a fucking call and they say, no, sorry, we're going we're gonna to change our vision or sorry, we are not doing it or oh, sorry, this is canceled. And then they really destroy you like like badly. Like they... they you fall and then it hurts and then you have to stand up again and look for some other jobs and then work for work on some jobs that they are like far not as interesting as that one. Yeah. 
it's a killer (laughs) that's what i think it's really important and you'd agree i'm sure to do your own personal stuff because oh that's the most important the big the big problem with that though is all i want to do is my own personal shit you know because i have control over that and i don't get like crushed you know because it hurts you know like it's like being broken up it's like being let down and when you're not able to have a, that job that you're so excited about. So that's why I like having more control and doing my own thing. Plus, yeah. I, you have more power. And if there's any problems with it, it's all your, it's all on you, you know? So, which is like, do you spend, do you still spend um, enough time for your own personal work? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm, I'm, I'm basically working on my personal stuff. And to be honest, uh, if this job, it will be like, too much time so i don't think i will be able to do any personal stuff and right now i'm focused 100 percent in my personal stuff and my my la- my last say on this thing is that based on experience that i had i'm i'm based on things that i'm doing i'm i'm fucking tired of of making someone else movie pretty you know yes <laughs> so that's that's not what i'm gonna do anymore if if people wants to see my my work in in the industry, they they have to give me the job. Otherwise, I don't gonna be. I don't gonna do more art direction. I'm tired of that. Yeah, you gotta. There's a there that happens a lot. I've noticed that happen with a lot of my creative friends as well. As they grow and they develop, they realize their own worth and they realize their own ability. And that you know, you cut your teeth and you work hard on other people's projects, and that's wonderful. But there's a moment where you realize that hey, like. I'm getting closer to that position. I should just do it myself, you know? And once you understand that, it's much challenge, it's much harder, but you got all that ammo, you know, you're ready for it. And I yeah. think that's, that's really when people come out of their shell, you know? Um, I've noticed that in, with a lot of directors, a lot, everybody starts somewhere, but where they end up is interesting, you know, like, and that just depends on their own drive or their ego or whatever. So, but I would love to see what you end up coming up with, you know, like, and if I can somehow help you get there in some way, that'd be great. Cause yeah, I just think that you have a lot to offer with your imagination, your style, and you can see a lot of really cool things coming from it, you know? So thank you, man. Yeah, dude, it's been amazing talking with you. Like such, <laughs> such a good talk. Much. I was reflecting on it. Um, and I was just like, man, this is, uh, so I was telling you in the email, I was like almost like lost cousins or something. It's cool when you yeah, meet somebody. Yeah, I was about it too, man. It was so cool. Yeah, it's really cool when you meet like a random stranger kind of. I, I've been looking at your art for a long time, but um, just getting to know that you're not just some weirdo is awesome because it just makes your work even better. So <laughs> I'm a weirdo, dude. I don't know what you're talking about. Dude, now. you're so weird. <laughs> I'm a nerd. Yeah. Weirdo, you know, we are all fucking complex. We all are. That's my favorite part about people, though. You know, the most mundane people I, I don't connect with as much. But the more you bleed and the more you have personality and you allow yourself to be yourself, that's, for me, that's what makes a great person. The, the oddball, the abstract, the funny, the good. You know, that, that's to me, that's the characteristic. That's the energy, you know. That's what makes good art for me. But yeah, that's, totally. just, that's my opinion, though. Everybody has their own desires and stuff. But yeah, man. Well, I'm really excited to see what you come up with next. And I'm sure everybody else is. I'll have links to all the work. You have. You took your website down, too, right? Uh, not really. I guess something happened with this, <laughs> this company. You know, typical thing. Like, I don't even know why artists we have to deal with this shit you know such bullshit man did somebody tell you to take your work down no 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 it's just that i it's just that i have to call the company that 
where I have the hostage. I don't know what is going on. I don't know if it's because I didn't pay or mm. I don't know something happened. Yeah, it's off they, the internet. Maybe you could use Squarespace. That's a sponsor for the podcast, and they do they. It's really simple setup, and it's really, oh, really? affordable too. Yeah, I'll send you a link to Squarespace, and it's. I think we even have like you can get ten percent off by using like a. The TCP, the Collective Podcast, and oh. you, you get like some some discount off it because they help sponsor what, the podcast, and it's really cool. It's a very simple, really good. We like made the podcast website with it. Oh, it's, it's so what, what is this like? Um, it's like um website that that they help you to do the website or yeah it's super easy it's just like kind of like a template and you can throw your oh, images in and I see, I see, I see. it's very easy um because i don't like spending time making websites like fuck that so i use these templates or like even i have my friend adam he helped me with my website but right. if you don't have time or you don't want to and you want to make a really clean really well professional website um yeah check check it out it's i think it's i can't remember the price of it i think it's a free there's like a free trial you can try it out and see if you like it but yeah then you don't have to really deal with many things i think you have to just deal with like the hosting obviously like if you use like godaddy or whatever or something but um but it did, can, yeah so, sorry man can i use the same like because i have the albertomirgo.com and you think that i can transfer that somewhere or something sure sure yeah definitely we i can help you with that stuff if you want so no nah, don't worry man i mean i just have to call this company and see what happened it's just that this 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 thing that you just leave it and leave it and leave it and then all <laughs> of a sudden all of a sudden you just say hey your website is and i'm like shit it's true i didn't care. <laughs> well i don't know if it's important to you or not but i was just i know that a lot of people are going to listen to this so i wanted to make sure that i passed it along so that yeah, when yeah, we yeah. post it up people can find your work i mean you, your blog has plenty of great stuff and the cool thing about your blog is you have commentary with it too so but i think you can do that with um the squarespace too so it's pretty awesome. It's a really cool service, and it's just made for people that don't want to spend a ton of time. That can, you can basically anybody can make a really beautiful, clean, professional website and display their work. So, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna check it out, man. Yeah, I think you'd dig it. You know, so yeah. But yeah, man, dude, it's been awesome. Let's try and keep in touch. And uh, next time I'm in LA, maybe we'll catch a hang out and draw. Yeah, or something and, and we have some drinks or yeah. whatever, man. That's dude, perfect. That'd be awesome. So. Awesome, man. Well, have a wonderful day and, and best of luck with everything and, well, and I'll keep in touch with you, okay? You too, man. Thank you very much. And and, and your work is fantastic, man. Yeah. I know that this is just about this is just about me, me. You, me. you, you. It's all about <laughs> you. Don't turn it on but me. It's, it's very crazy, man. And and I have this question. Uh, what is this the this this tour thing that you have? Uh, which is like some black and white drawings hmm. and the uh, blue letters, which is like a very incredible. What, what is that? They're like an alternative posters for this thing or what is like an or, like the original design that you were proposing to these guys? Um, which which thing are you, what is it? Is it on my it's, website? It's on your website. It's for Tor, the, the guy with the hammer. Yeah, yeah. So I did those. Those are style frames. So... Um, like the director and his producers will reach out to companies like Prologue, which is my old, the old place that I used to work at. Uh huh. And they will ask us to do like a pitch. You know how pitches are, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they'll ask us. So they'll ask us the whole the whole art team to go, hey, okay, here's what the director is doing. He's making Thor and blah blah blah. It has to be this thing. And sometimes they'll be really specific, and sometimes not. And 
in this case, they didn't care how specific we were or not. So um, I decided to go with a comic book kind of route. So I took a lot of references and I drew it. And then I collaborated with one of my favorite designers. His name's Ilya. Um, and he did the, he set the type on it and then helped with like the textures. And so we, we worked on it together, which was a lot of fun because he's, he's a, an amazing talent. So I drew the drawings and him and I collaborated on it and we didn't win that pitch. So I think the, wow. other, I think another part won. I think it, um, it was more like the one that's below it with the electric electricity and stuff yeah. and traveling through a wormhole and stuff and whipping through, um, cause I guess, you know, like Thor travels on a lightning bolt from earth to his other planet or whatever. So yeah. I don't really know. So the more photo based 3d stuff is what one, not the comic book illustration, but yeah, thank you. That was fun. That was like, I think I had like two days, three days for that. So it was a quick one. So it's, it's just, very beautiful, beautiful lines, beautiful inks. Thank you. Really great. It's really great. Thank you so much. I'll have to. I'll send you some of the stuff I'm building for my book. I think you might enjoy that. Cool. The, the, the Lost Boy drawings and stuff. I'll share it with you. Nice. Yeah. But thank you so much. That means a ton. I and I know that people are listening to this. Uh, if you if you get compliments from some people that you admire their work and stuff, man, it's like that. That's that. To, that's to me like, I don't know. Like anytime like uh, one of my peers that I really respect like gives me like honest like compliment. It's like that's the shit I live for with within that realm, you know. Like I do it for myself, right. obviously, but those things, like when I get really depressed—not depressed, but I get really hard on myself—I go, you know, like some people like it, and it's okay. I just keep working, you know. So, because yeah. I'm hard on myself, and I just want myself to be better every day, you know. So, but yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate oh, it. Absolutely, super cool stuff. You're sweet man. You're sweet man. <laughs> I'm <pretty> sweet. <laughs> awesome, dude. Well, um, yeah. Thank you so much, man. I really thank appreciate you, man. it. And 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 um, I'll send you a link to everything, and it'll be up there. And everybody that's listening, thank you for listening to us. And and I really hope you check out his work, and and um, yeah, and spread it out there, and share it, and enjoy it because it's freaking awesome. And yeah, it's, it's awesome. Life is good. <laughs> Life is good, man. Life is good. <laughs>